The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey there, Buffalo Bills fans. Welcome back to Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast here on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast family. My name is John Boccasino. I am so glad you took the time to join us here on this beautiful Father's Day morning. Wishing all the fathers, all the dads out there a happy Father's Day uh, in Bills Mafia. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast each and every week. We appreciate how you do that wherever and however you tune in to Believe. I am going to be flying solo one more week before we get the band back together with Jamie D'Amico. Last week, we had a great time discussing the road trip possibilities, heard a bunch of feedback from fans, especially on Twitter, about how great of a city Detroit uh, would be to visit, and Chicago in particular, even though those are falling on two major holidays. Uh, Good for the fans out there that are making time in their schedules to travel and uh, follow along with their favorite team. I will be with you in spirit as you cheer on the Bills against the Lions on Thanksgiving, uh, the Bears, Christmas Eve, and everywhere else you go for your road trips. Again, if you are going to Baltimore for the Ravens game on October 2nd, myself and Jamie D'Amico will be there in attendance, and we'll have some information planned about our live podcasts that we will be doing, uh, merging together Jamie D and the Big Newt along with the Believe podcast. We cannot wait for that opportunity. But today here on the podcast, I had a topic I wanted to discuss, and it pertains to the roster for the Buffalo Bills. And we all know Brandon Bean is a wizard uh, when it comes to uh, trading and uh, finding ways to make the most out of his roster size and the players on his roster. Well, right now, the Bills currently have 87 players on their roster. And the NFL had a reworked uh, CBA where they changed the roster parameters moving forward. And so this offseason, heading into training camp, the NFL teams can have up to 90 players on their offseason and training camp roster. And then the roster cutdowns occur where the Bills and every other team must get to 85 players on August 16th, which concludes the first week of the preseason schedule. The rosters from there then get cut down to 80 by August 23rd after week two of the preseason, and then the big cuts come after the preseason finale on August 30th where all teams have to get 
to the 53-man roster size. The topic of today's podcast is going to be ways that the Buffalo Bills can still improve their roster and identifying some potential veteran players that Brandon Bean could go after that would still help solidify this roster as the Bills search for that first Super Bowl in franchise history. To note, Money is obviously a major factor uh, in these signings. At this point, the Buffalo Bills have only about $6 million uh, in cap space currently. That's according to Over the Cap, which is the third least amount of salary cap space in the NFL. But we all know Brandon Bean is a wizard when it comes to maximizing and getting the most out of his rosters and his salary cap. So let's go through and try to pick a couple of players the Bills could sign that we think would be valuable additions at this stage in free agency. And to note, there are some pretty big name free agents still out there, but one of the reasons those big name free agents are out there is probably due to expectations and what those players are expecting to get when it comes to salary cap uh, and signings and bonus money. So a lot of the big names are not going to be in this conversation, given the fact that, again, the Bills only have about $6 million under the cap uh, to make some additions. But without further ado, let's go through a couple of positions and a couple of players that the Bills could look to bring on at this late stage in the game. One of the positions I'm going to start with is the outside wide receiver position. Now, the Bills have a lot of bodies at this spot, and the Bills have a lot of bodies at the wide receiver room in particular. Um, I expect the Bills to keep six or seven wide receivers. Uh, Jake Kumaro is being cut and has been and will be re-signed uh, as a way for Brandon Bean to finagle some cap space to give the Bills a little more flexibility when it comes to the cap. But I think it's pretty clear that Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, Jamison Crowder, Isaiah McKenzie, and Khalil Shakir are all going to make the roster. And you can assume that Jake Kumaro is going to make the roster too, which gives Buffalo six wideouts. From there, it comes down to Marquez Stevenson as a possibility, Tavon Austin as a possibility, Isaiah Hodgins as a possibility, but the Bills don't seem to be in love with any of those options, and they still do need help, I think, at the outside wide receiver game. They also could use some help in the return game as well, which is why they did sign Tavon Austin, who did have a pretty solid mandatory minicamp from all accounts of the Bills beat reporters that you read online and in social media. But I want to bring up a name that I think the Bills could still find a way to sign. I don't think he would command Boku Bucks to come over to Buffalo, and I think he'd be a pretty solid addition to the outside passing game. I think Julio Jones would be a phenomenal investment for the Buffalo Bills, and I don't see him signing a massive contract at this stage in his career. He's coming off career lows last year with the Tennessee Titans, 34 receptions, 434 receiving yards, and only one touchdown while playing in 10 games. It's clear that Julio is no longer that dominant playmaker who used to be the best wide receiver or one of the best wideouts in the league, but I feel like he still has something left in the tank. I think he could be a very, he could be a huge matchup nightmare for the Bills in the right scenarios with Diggs and Davis out there and with Crowder and Shakir in the slot. If you're able to line up a weapon like Julio Jones, who has made five All-Pros in his career, seven Pro Bowls during his time with the Atlanta Falcons. It's clear he is hungry and motivated and wants to get a Super Bowl ring. I say he would be a great fit for the Bills so they could find a way to get him in for the 2 to $3 million 
uh, range on a one-year deal that might be way below what he's seeking. But I think Julio is that type of veteran who wants to win and wants to win now and realizes that window to win is rapidly closing. He could be a fantastic addition to the Buffalo Bills wide receiver room. Another guy along that same line who I'm going to put out there who I think so he was hinting there was possible rumors he was going to retire. But as of the last week or so, this player is still planning on suiting up in the 2022 season. I'm going to go T.Y. Hilton of the formerly Indianapolis Colts as another one of those dominant former wide receiver greats who could still have something to bring to the table for the Buffalo Bills at the outside wide receiver position. I know he's had a bunch of injuries, unlike Julio T.Y. has had a lot of injuries to deal with. He's missed 14 games over the past three years. But I think he really wants to go and end his career on a high note, not with the injury plague season that he had the last couple of years with the Colts. I feel like T.Y. Hilton could come in and again, much like Julio Jones, not have to be the ace, not have to be the stud wide receiver, but could still contribute very solid numbers while helping the Bills stretch the defense even further with a future Hall of Famer in their lineup. But I don't think T.Y. Hilton is going to cost an arm and a leg either to bring into the Buffalo Bills. Those all might be pipe dreams, though, because the Bills, even if they don't make a move at wide receiver, have a ton of talent at that position. But my next area I'm going to go to is a place where the Bills definitely do have a need, and I've been barking up this tree all offseason. Despite signing a talented rookie, Kair Elam, I still want the Bills to go after some cornerback depth. One of the reasons for this is Tredavious White, Buffalo's all-pro corner. We know he's coming off of that ACL tear in the win over the Saints on Thanksgiving. And while he's on track uh, with his recovery, you just don't know how long it's going to take for him to fully get back to the dominant shutdown corner that he has proven himself to be. I want someone there to help ease Trey White back in in this pivotal 2022 season. I want the Bills to go out there and find a veteran who they can plug and play, who can continue to teach Buffalo's young corners. We all know the Bills have a lot of faith in Cam Lewis and Dane Jackson. There's a lot of talent between them. Christian Benford uh, was signed, um, was drafted rather out of Villanova. And Elijah Griffin is also on the team and Nick McLeod. These are guys that the Bills seem to really like in that undrafted vein. But I want someone coming in who is a proven commodity. And the guy I'm going to pitch right here, you've heard it before, it's Joe Hayden the former member of the Cleveland Browns, the former member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think you could have him for less than $2 million on a one-year deal. And I think he would be a very valued addition to Buffalo secondary, especially again, as Trey White works his way back from this ACL injury. Hayden is another one of those veterans who's never sniffed a Super Bowl. He does not have a championship to his belt. I feel like he would really be a solid addition. Um, he's got great instincts. He's a real lanky, long, and rangy kind of cornerback. And I think he would fit Buffalo and Leslie Frazier's scheme very well. He's a very established cornerback who's seen a lot of snaps over a 12-year career. And again, he wants that championship. Come to Buffalo, a one-year $2 million type deal for a very tough and established and durable corner like Joe Hayden makes the Bills infinitely better at the back of their defense. If for some reason Joe Hayden doesn't want to take a one-year $2 million deal, I think a Chris Harris Jr., who formerly played for the Los Angeles Chargers, 
and the Chicago Bears could also be a very nice consolation prize at the cornerback position this late in free agency. The next position I'm going to mention is one that I don't think the Bills are going to act on, but before mandatory minicamp, I would have said safety was a big need for the Bills to bring in someone else. We know how much Brandon Bean loves DeMar Hamlin and Jaquan Johnson, and I have faith that that's that top four with Micah Hyde, Poyer, Hamlin, and Jaquan Johnson is a very solid safety quartet. The reason I brought up safety, though, is Jordan Poyer. We all know he's made no qualms about it. He wants to get paid. He wants a big contract extension. And signing with his new agent, Drew Rosenhaus, means that Poyer is headhunting. He's looking for a big deal. He saw Minka Fitzpatrick get a massive contract extension from the Pittsburgh Steelers, but there's one difference with Fitzpatrick and with Poyer. Fitzpatrick is only 26. Poyer's 31, going to be 32. I don't think you're going to see the Bills back up the Brinks truck like the Steelers did for Fitzpatrick. But I think Poyer is going to play this year for the Buffalo Bills. I think he's going to be somehow, some way, they're going to find a way to get this contract extension worked out. And the reason I say that is because of what happened during mandatory minicamp. Everyone was wondering, will he or won't he? Will he hold out? Will he report? What will his practice status be? Well, the great news about this is during this mandatory minicamp, the entire Bills roster was there for every day of the minicamp, including Poyer, who not only showed up, he was a near full participant in almost every one of Buffalo's drills, including the 11 on 11s uh, during both sessions that were open to the media. And from all accounts, he looked good. He looked solid. He looked like he has not missed a beat. So if the Bills were worried about having Poyer hold out, I would say safety would be a major concern. And a guy like a Tashawn Gibson, uh, formerly of the Bears, uh, could slide in as a really good safety. But I feel like Poyer's going to play. He's not going to hold out. So I've bumped this position down the priority list significantly. The last spot I want to mention is another one where I feel like the Bills are not going to add anybody, but they could. Uh, and that's the interior offensive line. And the reason I bumped this one down a little bit too is the Bills recently brought in Greg Van Roten on a one-year deal, and he has plenty of experience at the interior of the offensive line, starting at both the both guard spots and center uh, during his career. Uh, it's a seven-year career. He has made 77 appearances in the league with 50 starts. Now, those starts have all come in the last four years during time with the New York Jets, the Green Bay Packers, and the Carolina Panthers. I feel like the Van Roten signing, along with David Quesenberry coming over earlier this offseason, means that the Bills have enough depth to offset any concerns about who is on the rotation beyond Roger Saffold and Ryan Bates on the interior of the offensive line. Cody Ford scares me. We all know this. I don't want Cody Ford sniffing the field, especially after that fiasco that he put on tape against the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. Uh, Cody Ford is done. I don't think he has anything to bring to this roster. So if the Bills could find someone else to replace him, that's great. But I feel like the cost of Ford's salary means why would you cut him? He's just a body you throw out there. It's kind of like the Bills keep bringing back Bobby Hart at the tackle position. The Bills value people who know the playbook and who know the offensive schemes. That's why Cody Ford is still around. That's why Bobby Hart keeps getting brought back. That's why I don't think the Bills are going to make any sorts of moves on the interior of their offensive line. But if they were, 
to bring in someone for more competition and give the Bills more depth at this offensive line, the guard spots in particular, I think the Bills could turn to a very familiar face. And it's someone they cut this offseason to give themselves some much-needed cap space. It's former Bill and former Panther Daryl Williams. I think he would be a very solid, if the Bills could bring him in on another one-year deal for, say, a mil and a half, what a great signing that would be by Brandon Bean. You think about the familiarity that Williams has with the playbook and with Buffalo's offense. He was on the field for 95% of the snaps during the 2020 and 2021 seasons, and he really has proven himself to be a pretty competent backup at the right guard position. I think if the Bills do want to solidify and bring in another guy for competition, I think Daryl Williams makes a ton of sense for the Bills to bring back. So there you have it. Those are my thoughts on some ways the Buffalo Bills could use the free agent market and their remaining $6 million to improve their roster. With those three open roster spots, I went through the wide receivers, possibly Julio Jones or a T.Y. Hilton if they're going out there looking for another championship. At cornerback, I mentioned Joe Hayden or Chris Harris Jr., uh, who could come in and be very valued additions to the team and give some more competition and peace of mind uh, while Trey White recovers from his ACL injury. And I gave you a pretty competent safety uh, into Sean Gibson and a pretty competent backup guard in Daryl Williams that Brandon Bean could turn to. I think the wide receiver and cornerback are the most pressing uh, of those positions. But at this stage in the game, the Bills roster is so rock solid, there's very few holes on the roster. But the whole point of this exercise was to say, Brandon Bean never stops working, never stops working the phones, and never stops trying to find a way to improve this roster. So why not do the same thing here on Bill Eve? What do you think? What do you think about the players I outlined for the Bills to bring in as possible additions at this late stage with training camp kicking off in a little bit more than a month? These guys would have time to get back in uh, position to play and contribute and be potentially valued members uh, as Buffalo goes for that Super Bowl championship. Give me your thoughts on this topic on Twitter. I am at John Boccasino. That's B-O-C-C-A-C-I-N-O. You can also comment on this article when it posts on buffalorumblings.com. We appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in this week to Believe a Buffalo Bills fan podcast.